I am Gregory Hallows, and this is Preserve Halloween Podcast. So, it's been quite a few weeks since I recorded a podcast. I have been busy with the uh, first Preserve Halloween Festival. That was um, in November. And since I've gotten back from that, I pretty much have just tried to catch up on things around my house and things with my other businesses and just uh, kind of taking a break after that show because as I've spoken about many times, I am an introvert, so dealing with the public on that type of scale and, you know, planning a show and all that stuff kind of drains me. So I spent some time when I came back just kind of doing nothing and just working on things around my house and, you know, projects and other stuff like that. But uh, I didn't plan on uh, it taking so long to to record another podcast. It's just the holidays. Uh, This weekend, for, you know, just for an example, this weekend I did two two um Christmases with family because we're going to be out of town during actual Christmas week so we went ahead and did our Christmas with some of our family uh just so that we could get it over with and not miss it but speaking of the Preserve Halloween Festival I I've I've considered how I wanted to, to discuss the show itself because, you know, sometimes you run a thin line of being completely 100% honest about an event or, you know, trying to make it the most positive side of it, uh, you know, only talking about the, the positive things. But I wanted to, you know, be completely honest because that's what I've been trying to do with everything, you know, since I started this whole project. And the biggest thing I think, or the most obvious thing I think was, I wish there was a bigger crowd. Um, I think that was the biggest downside to the event, was I just wish that there was more of a crowd. And I think at any show that happens, you wish that. Um, I think it was well planned and, uh, I think I advertised it, uh, you know, with radio and television and social media ads and, you know, any way I could think of, I advertised it. But as with most, or as with the majority of first year events, you know, I went in with the expectation of it wasn't going to be crazy amount of people like I put on events uh the rest of the year that get you know thousands of people and I knew it wasn't going to be that because it was the first one and I kind of had to explain what it was I was doing but I wanted to put on a really good show I had really good guests I was very excited about the guests that I had um I uh got most of the people that I wanted and they were all just you know great people I uh, had a lot of events going on and, you know, certain little rooms with things that keep people's interests, like, you know, showing, you know, old movies and having a room just for crafts and coloring and all that stuff. But um, I did want 
more of a crowd. Um, I had an idea in my head of what the ultimate goal would be, and I didn't reach that, but I asked all the guests there, you know, how was the show going, and everyone had nothing but good things to say except they wish, you know, there was more of a crowd, which I get that. And I didn't take that as a negative because I knew there was only certain things I could control, you know. Um, it's very hard in the in this industry of, you know, putting on conventions, knowing where, you know, you can dwell on things or be negative or, you know, completely be, you know, upset. Because I had a lot of people that work with me and other things kept wondering, you know, how I was feeling and was I was I upset or was I in a bad mood? Or I was like, no, I'm excited that this thing's even happening. Um, I've been planning, I planned that show for a few years, you know, off and on. I didn't know if it would ever become a reality. And, you know, I made it happen. So I was very excited that I could pull it off, honestly. I mean, it was one of those things where it's something I've wanted to do. And I I did it the way I wanted to do it. Um and it was it was a lot of fun. Like honestly, it was it was a you know, just a ton of fun. I, I sang karaoke, which I never get to do at other events. Um I got to have a lot of really good one on one conversations with people and get their input. I really wish I think the biggest, um, probably the biggest regret that I would have for the event was I wish the vendors made more. Um, because I started out as a vendor, I know that sometimes shows just aren't busy. But I always worry, you know, because I know that vendors, a lot of vendors, that's their livelihood and that's how they make a living. And I always worry about, you know, how they did, but most of them understood that it was a first-year show. They understood that going into it, and, you know, I think there were maybe a couple that were upset, but nothing, you know, crazy where they <laughs> were angry with me. Um, I think it was more of a in the moment thing and I get that too like if I was a vendor and I signed up for a show and I've done this I've gone to shows where I uh didn't have a huge crowd or you know didn't sell a lot of stuff and that's frustrating but I get it um so I apologize to them for not bringing in the foot traffic that I wish I did but like I said, you know, that's really the only negative for me. I don't know how it was for other people, but the biggest negative for me was I wish I uh, brought in more people. But I had a great time. I had a lot of fun. It, I love visiting Texas, like I say all the time. I love that venue. I love, you know, everything about it. So much so that if you haven't noticed, I've went ahead and announced the dates for 2022. It's the same weekend as it was this year, uh, the week before Thanksgiving. So it's next year, it's the 18th through the 20th of November. 
same location, Irving Convention Center. I just really like that convention center, and I really like the people, and I like the area, and I think it's a good central location. Um, I haven't announced any guests yet because I'm still kind of working on a lot. Some of it I already have, and I know, but I kind of want to let this promotion that I'm that I'm running right now. Um, so kind of a way to 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 boost the attendance and also, you know, thank people for supporting me is I've offered uh, from now until uh, now until New Year's Eve. So eleven fifty nine on December thirty first is the cutoff. I'm selling weekend passes, so that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for twenty dollars plus you know fees and taxes or whatever, but. I think it comes out to just a little less than $25, but I'm selling those tickets now until then, and I may extend it, I don't know, but for right now, it's that's the price, because it's uh, if you don't factor in the fees and things, it's less than $7 a day for a three-day event, and I think that's a very good price, um, but I, I, it, it's my way of kind of... Uh, thanking everyone for supporting me and hoping that, you know, the people that came this year will come back. And also, you know, the people that were curious about it, this is kind of a lower cost uh, test, you know, like it's not a big risk if you, if you want to, you know, go ahead and just buy a ticket and then see how the show plays out. Uh, I'm starting my promotions on it very early because I want to put, you know, more time into letting people know about the show. I'm going to start announcing guests probably the first of the year. Um, I've already got quite a few lined up, like I said, and some of you that came to the show, I've talked about some of the people that I was planning on getting for 2022. So, you know, those of you that that talked to me at the event kind of I couldn't keep it in cuz I was very excited about who I'd been talking to so I kind of, you know, just talked a lot, which is unusual for me. But I'm excited uh I'm excited to bring the show back. I I do want it to be an annual event. Uh I talked to Joe Bob Briggs quite a lot cuz I've I've known him for a few years and I don't get a lot of chances to talk to him cuz he's such a busy guy. But I actually had some time to sit down and talk with him and Darcy, and he told me uh, kind of a a way I should promote the event that I didn't even think of, which, I mean, he's such a smart guy. Uh, he said, you know, basically just promote it as the first Halloween event of the next year. So, you know, 2022 will be the first Halloween event for 2023. And it's such a smart way to look at it because Halloween has just ended when the show happens. Cause it's, you know, in November. So if you think of it as, you know what, this isn't, uh, mourning the Halloween of 2022. This is you're you, you, you can become the first event of Halloween for 2023, which is such a smart way to look at it. Um, you know, just a positive way to, to look at things and I, I'm going to start using that. So, uh, I'll give him all the credit for, uh, you know, telling me that, but it's, you know, I, I'm excited for next year. Um, 
I, I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone again. I had a lot of really good conversations with some of the Halloween Preservation Society members that I had never met. I've only had talked to them online. I saw, you know, I got to watch a couple of tattoos getting done. Uh, Sean Kama, uh, his stuff is amazing. I, I saw him tattoo a lot of vintage Halloween-inspired work. Uh, I'm hoping he'll be back next year. Um, he did a really good job on everything I saw. And he was busy. Like, every time I walked by, his head was down tattooing, which is great. Um, so I'm hoping he'll be back because he gets it. Like, I liked that there were so many people that got what I was trying to do. You know, we didn't dwell on, you know, well, we wish there was more people here. We're like, man, this is like a good idea. We, you know, we want, we're glad we're here at, at the beginning of it and, you know, to watch it grow, which was very encouraging for me because I was just worried that everyone would be upset that, you know, that just they wish there was more people, but that's not the case. So I'm looking forward to 2022 for the, the event. But let me talk about a couple of other things uh, on my mind. As I was preparing to do this podcast, I got the news that Anne Rice has passed away. Um, she did so many books and, you know... For, for those people that are vampire uh, aficionados, she's like the ultimate because, you know, her work was so great in, in that, that world. And, you know, that's not all she wrote about, but that's what she's mostly be known for. Uh, she did a lot of other types of books. Um, I have quite a few. I do have uh, quite a few signed books from her. Um, at first editions, you know, I I do collect certain books, and she is definitely one of those authors that I always tried to get what she was uh, putting out. So, um, you know, rest in peace to her, and you know, condolences to her family. Um, her son is the one I think that posted it, and it was kind of I had to look and make sure I was reading it right because. I didn't see a lot of posts about it when I read it, but it was posted pretty early in the morning on, I think, Sunday. So um, it kind of, I started seeing more and more. And now, you know, since then, I've seen tons of of condolences and, you know, tribute posts and, you know, just she was loved by so many people. And I live about four or so hours away from New Orleans and, you know, that's her city. And, you know, you can see it in her work. You, you know, if you, if you're a person that loves the movies that she, uh, her books were based on, you can tell, you know, how much the South meant to her, especially, you know, Louisiana. So, you know, rest in peace, Anne Rice. I, Hope that people continue to discover your books, you know, forever, because they're so wonderful. Um, and, you know, we're coming towards the end of the year. I think I may do one more podcast, kind of just an end of the year recap. 
I was going to do it this time, but I want to sit down and kind of uh, take some notes. This is more off-the-cuff uh, podcast like I've been doing lately because it's a lot easier for me to sometimes just sit down and and talk. And it may seem jumbled or, you know, whatever, but it, it feels to me more like a conversation that I'm having sitting around talking to my friends because that's, you know, the way I look at it, I'm just sitting around talking to my friends. I just don't see you. Uh, but we are coming to the end of the year. On the 21st, it will be uh, winter solstice, which is the shortest day of the year. And, you know, I've spoken of this before. Halloween is one of those days that's considered where the, you know, the the time between other worlds, the veil is the thinnest. Well... Winter solstice is actually the thinnest, uh, as far as I uh, have read, uh, of the year. So, um, solstice itself means uh, sun stands still. And us in the northern hemisphere, it's the darkest day of the year. It's the shortest, it's the shortest time-wise day of the year. So, I mean, it's already getting dark where I live at like God, feels like four o'clock in the afternoon so i'm ready to go to sleep at like seven uh but i, I mean i love this time of the year because i like the changes in the weather but the i really don't understand why we can't just keep the time the same all the time like i don't know why we have daylight savings time it's kind of weird but um i always want to mention you know where this time of the year a lot of the things that people uh it's not just christmas for people there are other things going on um yule which is you know this is the time of the year for yule which is you can trace it back to the pagan roots and you know scandinavian german you know uh basically it's a 12 day winter solstice that's what yule is it starts on the 21st and it goes till the end of the year uh a lot of the christmas traditions from that we use now the christmas wreath the christmas tree yule logs all that stuff came from yule um but much like most holidays you know it's pagan traditions that were acquired by uh um the others um but like I said, winter solstice on December 21st this year. It's the shortest day of the year. And you can trace, you know, history with Horus and, you know, the Norse god Yule. I think that's how you say it, J-U-L. Um, you know, mistletoe, all that stuff. There's such a cool history on where it came from and where, you know, how we've incorporated it now for Christmas. Uh, Sol Invictus, uh, is a Syrian god. He, you know, was adopted by the Romans as their, one of their chief gods, I think. Uh, and his holiday was celebrated on December 25th, which many other gods were around that time. Um, not just Jesus. Uh, when the seasons changed... It's like anything else. When seasons change, back 
a long time ago, people, humans had to have a reason or some kind of explanation. Like, can you imagine being a person that had never seen a bat and then it got dark and some bats flying around? Like, you have to have an explanation for that or you, I guess you'd go crazy. Um, but that's where pagans brought in mistletoe and holly and evergreen, all these things that were the power to fight off uh, dark magic and evil, especially evergreen, because, like, how does it magically stay green all year? Like, if you don't know the science behind that, that's that's a crazy, like, gift. Like, how does this, how does this thing stay green all the time? Like, that's nuts. Uh, you know, wreaths, wreaths were hung to ward off evil. It's like, you know, a lot of similar... Uh, history is Halloween like pumpkins and you know dressing up and all that stuff was essentially a lot of the things that we as humans have have incorporated into our lives that you know you don't think about now was to ward off evil in the in the past so uh, I love reading about the history of holidays and um, Christmas time and the end of the year is has so much uh, history involved there's it's i mean i posted about this on facebook but i always want to bring up uh go look up uh norse god frigga um sinterklaas which is s-i-n-t-e-r-k-l-a-a-s labafana it's a wonderful story labafana um the christmas witch uh you can look up odin saturnalia um Horus, the Holly King, the Oak King. I mean, there's so many stories. If you type in, you know, Christmas origins or Christmas roots or whatever, some kind of keyword Google search about Christmas and, and its ties to the past that you may or may not already know about it. But I love reading. I love history, especially the stuff that you don't always no um and a lot of us that are into this kind of stuff we know uh a lot of this already you may hear my cats uh crying in the background uh i need to go pet them they they are used to me coming out and and holding them or petting them at least once a day so it's probably time for me to do that um so thank you all for you know supporting me again another year uh just sent out a bunch of uh new halloween preservation society memberships for new people i do have something up my sleeve for those who were first year members who signed on for a second year i've uh got a package for you guys that uh should be going out hopefully early 2022 um, I'm not going to say what it is. There's a couple of you that know, like Rich Smith. I talked to him about it at the uh, festival. So he knows, but I don't think I've told anybody else. Um, anyway, I could ramble on and on for hours. You guys know that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and sign off and go take care of my cats. And I hope everyone is having a wonderful holiday. I will do 
at least one more podcast, I believe, because I am going to have a couple weeks of very busy time. Um, But as I always say, preserve Halloween.